0: You're listening to the Empowering Lives Podcast, brought to you by the Department of Psychology at Help University, the University of Achievers. We'll be bringing you conversations with renowned psychologists and other health professionals that discuss a wide range of topics on mental health, psychology, and well-being. The Empowering Lives Podcast comes to you from the biggest psychology department in the whole of Malaysia. As we talk about the issues that matter to you most, stay tuned to this global podcast as we empower you to take away valuable insights and lessons that can improve your emotional health and well-being today.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowering Lives podcast, wherever you're listening from. My name is Sandy Clark, and today I'm joined by Ronald Lee, a counsellor here at HELP University with interests in health psychology, behavioural change, and lifestyle management. In this episode, Ronald will be sharing his insights and advice on how we can motivate ourselves to make lifestyle changes and develop healthier life habits. For listeners who are on Instagram, you can follow Ronald's account, which is called Eat With Ronald, where he regularly shares his creative videos on recipes, cooking tips, and healthy living. Um, so, thanks for taking the time to do the show, Ronald. Um, how are you? Hey, Sandy. Thanks for uh, inviting me to the show. I'm good here. Yeah? How are you? I'm I'm very well, thank you. Um, when I was um, preparing lunch today, I had your healthy videos in mind, so I was trying to be really healthy in terms of my my food choice today um, so really grateful that you could uh, come in and share some of your insights and one of the things that I wanted to um, get your thoughts on before we jump into the the main topic is what was it that got you interested in health psychology and lifestyle management um, in the first place? Okay so it, it wasn't an event that I suddenly got interested in
2: health psychology and lifestyle management, Mm -hmm. but it was more of a series of uh, experiences and exploration that I had uh, in the past that led me to take interest in the health psychology and lifestyle management. Particularly, I think it's uh, due to a quest that I had in the past. I'm sure this quest is familiar to many people as well, It's to uh, increase my energy level on a mm-hmm. daily basis because I wasn't a very healthy person years back because I have gastrointestinal problems and sometimes I feel stress uh, from work and it makes my condition worse, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have uh, gone into trying a lot of different supplements and uh, even get obsessed with supplements to the point that um, when I visit my doctor again, uh, that see my gastrointestinal problem, she actually asked me to look into my lifestyle. She said, why not you look into your lifestyle? Like, are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? And uh, are you exercising? Are you managing your stress? So coming from a doctor, okay? And I'm a counselor myself, okay? (laughs) So after that, I start to look into my lifestyle and make some changes to my lifestyle. And just by making minor changes to the lifestyle, I actually experienced tremendous improvement in terms of my own health and also my mental health. From there, I got very interested in knowing about uh, health psychology and lifestyle management.
1: So you you mentioned that uh, some of your earlier lifestyle choices weren't as healthy as they are now. Um, And I think that's something that a lot of people can resonate with. Um, On occasion, I think a lot of people, they make, think about making uh, positive lifestyle changes. And can you just share your thoughts on what are some of those common changes people look to make and what inspires that motivation to change?
2: I think some of the common changes that people would like to make are usually uh, to do with behavioral health, for example, they want to eat better, they want to exercise more, and um, and we hear that a lot. Uh, every like uh, every end of the year during New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. whether it's from uh, friends or relatives, they always say that next year I'm going to uh, eat healthier, I want to exercise more, and I think the motivation behind uh, these changes is that people would like to. Um, would like to have m- more energy in terms of uh, better energy level they like mm-hmm. to uh, they would like to look and feel better about themselves and 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 also sometimes i perhaps i think some people they would just like to um like to do this for health purposes such as uh, to uh, for, uh, for the prevention of hypertension or uh, high blood pressure mm-hmm. or uh, high cholesterol so these are some of the motivation that
1: i think people have when they think about uh, lifestyle changes. We often have those good intentions about making healthier lifestyle choices. Um, We have the initial motivation there, Um, but it can sometimes fade as we see uh, with New Year's resolutions. Why is it that we find it so difficult to create change? Um, What is it that gets in the way of that motivation? Um, And do you have any advice on how people can overcome these mental obstacles, if you like? Um,
2: I think the reason why sometimes this motivation fades is that when people are too fixated, they, too, they are too focused on the outcome goal. For example, uh, let's take uh, weight management. Let's say they want to uh, achieve a certain weight, they want to lose weight, and they have a very clear goal in a certain time period. Okay? So when they're too focused on outcome goal, instead of what we call a process goals, Okay. Mm-hmm. The difference is that outcome goals is at the end of the day, you will get this, you reduce your weight by seven kilograms. Okay. But uh, they forgot to uh, focus on process goals. When we talk about process goal, it would be something like uh, scheduling time to do a certain activities mm-hmm. and whether they fulfill it and whether they take some time to schedule in the activity. Uh, another thing people fail is also due to wanting to do too many things at once. Okay, So these two in terms of outcome goal versus process goal and doing too many things at once is uh, one chunk. But I think the reason why people people's motivation fail is due to the presence of negative experiences during the process of doing the activity. Mm-hmm. For example, they think that it's a chore they feel stress doing, for example, exercising or eating healthy. Um, it's a chore to do that. And, and the absence of pleasure of the activity, for example, um, the people that I know of who consistently stick to the habit of, for example, going to the gym or eating healthy, is because they find pleasure in the activity. Mm-hmm. Okay? In fact, during this MCO period, They often tell me that, oh, they miss going to the gym. Gym is a place where it is time for themselves and uh, a time meeting with friends, a self-care time. So the activity itself is associated with pleasure, okay? Uh, Social meeting, uh, self-care time, and stuff like this instead of seeing it as a negative experience such as going Mm -hmm. to the gym is a chore or feeling stressed about it, okay? Okay. One is the presence of negative experiences during the process of activity and the absence of pleasure in the activity. Another thing is the absence of emotional components from the goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because when we talk about uh, behaviors, usually behaviors are driven by emotions. Okay? Uh, they are either driven by fear, such as avoiding something from happening. So during this COVID-19 period, why, why people keep on washing their hands and why people uh, start wearing masks because of fear, the behavior is uh, driven by the fear. Uh, they want to avoid something bad happening to them. Mm-hmm. Or it can be driven by pleasure, which is getting the good feeling out of doing the activity. So uh, I think in planning uh, a behavior change, it is very, uh, apart from scheduling and uh, coming up with the process goals and uh, doing one thing at a time, In uh, other than the structure, we may want to look at the. Uh, emotional components of the activity how can i make this activity enjoyable
1: and i think that that that's something that people don't uh, tend to recognize or be aware of that uh, any kind of change has a an emotional investment tied to it um that that it's just more about it's more than just deciding that you want to make the change itself and i suppose that when it comes to lifestyle changes we tend to have um a lot of of misconceptions sometimes when that motivation does wear off um so for example i think you touched on one of them before um which is that it's a chore it's something that i have to get done rather than i want to get done so that's possibly one misconception that when you're making yep. a positive lifestyle change it's not A chore it's not like a a task to get ticked off the list it's something that should be valuable and important to you Um, and on that note do you have any other examples of misconceptions people might have when it comes to making uh, lifestyle changes I think the common one would be that I don't have the
2: time and energy Mm -hmm. people often think that uh, it requires a lot of time and energy to make changes and uh, they may also have the thought that uh, I must have great willpower or self-control in order for me to make the changes, successfully make the changes, okay? And they see the change as an event instead of a, a process where, um, where like, like I say process, uh, process goals like uh, on a weekly basis, what do they do differently, mm-hmm. okay? And sometimes people will have the misconception that lifestyle changes means giving um, giving up my previous lifestyle, or maybe I can't eat my favorite food anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's not the case because when we talk about lifestyle changes, we always try to uh, ensure that the changes that uh, was being implemented actually match with the current lifestyle. It it, it shouldn't be a drastic change to the lifestyle. A
1: 180 degree change mm. yeah so when you mentioned about you know, this idea of change and I, I think that a lot of people may have um, that apprehension or that um, doubt about creating change because it takes a, a shift away from how they're used to living their life in a sense so maybe um, part of the change or part of the way in which they can motivate themselves is to think of it more of a, an enhancement to their lives rather than changing as such because change is quite a powerful word and i suppose maybe sometimes we do lose motivation if there's an element of fear there whether people think that i don't have the time or i'm not at a good enough level to start or, or something that holds them back and maybe just to give people an insight to how it's how that that enhancement is made let's say can you share some of uh, your experiences from your own life in terms of how you take care of your health and well-being um i mean as someone with a busy schedule as a as a counselor especially how do you make the time for self-care and how has it changed from the time where you described yourself as not making so many healthy choices to now it, it was actually a process for me as well because at the beginning of the change it was uh,
2: quite difficult for me okay mm-hmm. and um And because I try to see it as uh, developing a habit, because uh, when we talk about lifestyle changes, developing new healthy habits, uh, I I know that I need to do something consistently, okay? And uh, sometimes there are a lot of obstacles, a lot of blocks uh, in achieving uh, uh, that activity. For example, I would say, uh, maybe let's use exercise for example. I would like to exercise more, okay? And in order for me to exercise, I will need to go to the gym, for example, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym and I'll need to change, then I'll start exercising and maybe I give myself one hour and one half hours to exercise, okay? But you see, there, there, there are a lot of steps of achieving that activity just to exercise, okay? Mm. Um, so definitely, there will be a lot of barrier, um, uh, such as, for example, let's say today I'm feeling very tired. Uh, I didn't feel like going to the gym. Okay, uh, that it's very easy that we sleep. Then I will just skip it and I will go home. Okay, but if I skip it once, I will skip it the second time, and after that, I will never do it again. Okay, so so I actually break down the task. Uh, uh, break down the task into just going to the gym. Developing a habit of going to the gym during this time means, mm-hmm. for example, uh, I give myself from six thirty to seven thirty is my hour in the gym. It's my self care time. So mm-hmm. if I don't feel like go, if I if I really feel very tired, not wanting to exercise, I can do something else. But I will be at that place at that time. It's just like going to work. Uh, like, uh, even though sometimes we feel very tired, but we have to be at work then, but we we plan our day. Okay. Maybe at the beginning of the day, I'm not going to do anything uh, so stressful after some time, or maybe at 10, only I start check my email and stuff like this. So Mm -hmm. it's the same, same concept. So that hour is the gym hour. I go to gym, I, I read, I, uh, I on my laptop and stuff like this. And, um, and sometimes it can be up to 20 minutes uh, that I do these things, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but when you are there, when you develop a habit of being at a certain place, then you actually eliminate one obstacle, which is to go to the gym. And usually uh, my experiences or even uh, the experiences i uh, the testimonial that I heard from people that I've taught such um, this method is that after 20 minutes or after 15 minutes, they are there, then they will think that, oh, I'm here as well. I'm, I'm just going to do a, a, a walk on the treadmill or, or do something like, and uh, the idea is to, uh, because at the end of
1: the day, we did do something. okay mm-hmm. uh, Something is better than nothing. I think that's that's such an, a a good insight in terms of, you know, people always think when, or people often think that they have to make all or nothing changes. So Correct. like you say, if you're, if you're having your weekly time or your daily time where you've you've allotted that for say exercise, but then you have had a stressful day, you've had a really long day. And the last thing you want to do is, is push yourself even more. So it, it's perfectly fine to say, okay, I'm either going to do less within that hour or I'm going to do something else that might not be exercise, but it's still something towards self-care. And I think that maybe helps people uh, get a sense of they're doing it from a place of value and a place of wanting to do something rather than feeling like they have to, that they are um, almost compelled or expected to do something just because they've made that resolution to to change. And I think maybe that that does help develop the habit. Maybe it takes a longer time, but at least it is is more lasting as a result. Um, And and just on on that point that you were making, I mean, let's say some of the listeners just now are are looking to create uh, lifestyle changes, but they don't know where to start. You know, sometimes we can have that motivation to think, right, I want to get fitter or I want to learn a new language or I want to learn how to cook a new recipe, but I really don't know where to start. What practical advice or tips um, could you maybe give them to help them overcome those uncertainty or doubts and and, and how can they practically get started on making those changes? First is to start small, just start
2: with one thing at Mm. a time okay if i were to use exercise again the same uh, uh, example starting small which is uh instead of exercising three times a week uh make it i have to be at the gym three times a week whether mm-hmm. or not i exercise i'm going to be there for an hour on this this day and this day okay so by uh, by setting perhaps three times a week we are focusing on process goals Means my goal, it is a very simple goal. My goal is not to exercise three times a week, but it's to develop a, a habit of going to the gym three times a week, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, focusing on the process goal, finding pleasure in that activity, okay? Associating that time as, for example, either self-care, meeting with friends in the gym, or a time being alone for uh, whether it's reading or exercising, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but one, more, one more important tip that I would like to give um, is to look at, to examine our own weekly schedule, okay? Mm-hmm. Try to declutter and simplify everyday chores first. Because to introduce something new into our weekly schedule, okay on top Uh of uh, everything else that we have one is a change and it can be very stressful because you're adding something on it. but if we were to examine our uh, weekly routine or things that we do there are a lot of things that can be either simplified or eliminated so uh, a little bit of time management in terms of uh, prioritizing what uh, you would like to stay on the week and what you can reduce So these are the few things to start, I would say.
1: And that that sounds like a wonderful foundation to help build motivation when you are looking at your weekly schedule um, and and trying to see where uh, there can be space to be found uh, within that week. And I think when people start to think about how they are spending their time, a lot of it can be fairly unnecessary. Like, for example, I hear quite a few people they'll say they didn't realize how often they were scrolling through social media for no reason. So it's not like they're using it as a self-care measure or to rest or relax. It's just the amount of time they spend on social media that they recognize is not helpful. Um, So that time can perhaps be allocated um, to those changes that they uh, want to make. Just to wrap up the episode, uh, Ronald, do you have any further advice uh, that you can maybe share? um, Any final words of wisdom? Or encouragement to share because i think that um, certainly a lot of people even if they have uh, those tips that you've shared on board or in mind maybe they're they're still feeling doubtful that they could start or they're they're feeling you know that they they don't have what it takes to to really make important changes in their lives so what what kind of advice would you give to people who are still having those doubts even though they have they've they've heard these practical tips
2: i would say to to be flexible, uh, not to push yourself so hard, because I think a lot of times people fail in making changes is because when they want to make a changes, they want to ensure that they will succeed in making mm-hmm. the changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but when we talk about changes like this, it's not a linear, it, it, it's not linear. It, you, you are going to, sometimes you, uh, what what do you call that?
1: Um, it's almost like you're going back and forth. Like, right.
2: Yeah, you will go back and forth in uh, doing that, and and that's absolutely okay because uh, when we talk about uh, change, uh, it is supposed to be um, like that. It is not it is not a, in a linear fashion where uh, a guaranteed way that you will succeed. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. to accept all those obstacles and to do a lot of problem solving, I would say, to be flexible. And every time we encounter an obstacle, okay, think about how can I problem solve? How can I uh, solve this if this happens again in the future? Okay, but most importantly, like I say, uh, they have to find enjoyment, they have to try to find um, uh, enjoyment in the things that they do. For example, I, I'm going to give uh, one example of uh, a person that I know. He he practices yoga, okay. Mm-hmm. And instead of just practice yoga, okay, uh, that uh, we go to yoga class, we practice yoga. He actually enjoys doing yoga, and he thinks about uh, mastering for. Uh, he was trying to master his handstand, okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, on a daily basis, let's say he's, he, he missed the class today, or uh, he, uh, he, he he can't make it to the class on um, the other day. When he's at home, he always try to practice, even though it's five minutes, even though it's 10 minutes, what he's thinking is that he wants to um, refine or perfect his yoga poses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is an example of how he finds enjoyment through the activity he does. So
1: it becomes that he wants to do it instead of he need to do it. Mm. So it really comes back to this idea, again, that if you want any positive habit to stick, it comes from a place of value, of a place of enjoyment, rather than, you know, having this feeling of I should or I must. Is, is that right? Yes, yes, Correct. Fantastic. So thank you for all those uh, practical tips and insights that you've shared, uh, Ronald. And um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. So if anyone is looking for more tips on uh, healthy living or lifestyle management, again, if you're on Instagram, you can follow Ronald on his account, which is called Eat With Ronald. Uh, and he shares a lot of creative videos on cooking and, and healthy living. So I highly recommended to to check those out. And thank you listeners for tuning in to this week's episode of Empowering Lives. Be sure to check out our previous episodes from this series and series one, which are available on Spotify and anchor.fm. Till next time, be well, take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening.
0: You've been listening to the Empowering Lives podcast brought to you by the Department of Psychology at HELP University, Malaysia, the University of Achievers. For more information about HELP University, visit www.help.edu.my and learn about our world-class programs and mental health services. Thank you for listening and remember, together we can empower each other to build rich and meaningful lives driven by purpose, vision, and values.